Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the People's Pitch Podcast. We are the official podcast of Minneapolis City SC, the new Premier League of America team in Minnesota. My name is John Biswarm. I will be one of your hosts. I am also joined by Mr. Nathan Morales. Hey, what's up? And uh, we will be your, uh, your host the entire season. Uh, this is our first episode. It will be rocky. There will be weird points. We're all about making, making sure that if there's something weird, we will fix it next time. Uh, before we start, we're Should gonna... I have worn pants? You should have worn pants, <laughs> yes. Weird, weird already. <laughs> pants are mandatory for episode two. Um, before we get started, we want to give a big shout out to Summit Brewing Company, the official craft beer sponsor of The People's Pitch. Please go online and give them love. They are celebrating their 30th anniversary this year, and there is much going on within the brewery and outside of the brewery. So for more information, check out summitbrewing.com for details on beers, tours, and all of the upcoming events. So, Mr. Morales, tell us tell What's us about up? yourself. Yeah, hey, so, uh, you know, when John asked me to be on this podcast and to co-host it with him, I thought... Why me? But then I thought, hey, you know what? I'm just like any other schlub out there in Minneapolis who's vaguely into soccer, who plays a lot of FIFA. You know, I watch uh, I watch Arsenal games. You own a jersey. I own a jersey, right? So it's like I uh, I thought if this soccer team or soccer club is all about a movement and it's about creating kind of a kind of a grassroots club, I thought, uh, you know, why not? My perspective could be valuable. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm out next week. We'll see. Uh, I don't think that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We signed papers. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so there you have it. Mr. Morales, uh, he is the voice of the people. Um, you know, he carries a, a, a PS2 or PS4 controller. <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs> a, PS, a PS2 through 4 controller in his car just in case a FIFA game breaks out. I so. never know what time I might end up in. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Back to myself, uh, my name is John. I am one of the three founders of Minneapolis City. So you have one founder and one fan bringing uh, the soccer news about the team, the ins and outs, um, maybe some things outside of soccer, but a very unbiased opinion from both inside and outside of the club. So yeah, anything... We'll see about that. Well, yeah, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> anything else you want to add, Mr. Morales, before we, uh, we jump right in? No, I mean, I think, you know, just want to go over why we chose the people's pitch and I think I wanna we wanna make sure to make it clear that this is, you know, the founding of the people's team for Minneapolis. So we wanna make sure that we are the place to discuss all the all the local soccer news and uh, you know, if anything's pertinent, some US soccer, some world soccer, but mostly we're talking about MPLSSC. Speaking of world soccer, do you see that the the crazy penalty kick with Barcelona? No, what? Oh, uh, Lionel Messi lines up to take a free penalty kick. Oh, and this is the one he said he was just, trying to pass it? Yeah, just pass it aside, and Suarez gets a hat-trick off of the, of the pass. And he said he missed. He was going for Neymar? Yep. <laughs> I'd rather go for Neymar, too. But he probably got bit right after. <laughs> <laughs> Celebration bite. Celebration bite. Yep. So to reiterate what Nate said, um, we really uh, we, we wanted to choose something that really spoke to the fact that um, the team is supporter-owned uh, and operated, and we wanted to make sure that we... We carried on the fact that, uh, you know, if you have something to say, we will hear it. We might not listen to it, but we will hear it. Um, 
And, uh, and, and, and we're really all about everyone who wants to be involved in the club, whether um, you know, you're, you're in the back, the back room helping make the deals or you're just buying a ticket to enjoy the game. But more on the podcast, um, we're going to be about 30 minutes, may go over, may go short in the first, uh, the first episode here. Not quite sure uh, really what we're doing. We're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants until we hit, hit the groove here. Um, but we'll be about 30 minutes per week talking about all things city um, and beyond, like Nate said, if, if needed, if there's something big that happened. Uh, we'll be posting the podcast on our website on Wednesdays um, as well as on iTunes. If you're going to our website, which is mplscitysc.com, uh, you can go into the bottom of the webpage into the footer on the right side and click on the weekly podcast link. It'll take you to the page and you can download the newest episode every Wednesday. So what you can expect is, uh, like we said, an unbiased opinion in quotation marks. Um, we'll be interviewing players, staff, uh, fans, maybe my dad, who knows, maybe Nate's dad, uh, maybe his son, who knows. <laughs> um, but if you have any questions, we would love to hear them because, like I said, we are about the people. Our email address is m, as in Mary, C-S-C, podcast at gmail.com. That's m-c-s-c at gmail.com. So uh, that's all about the general direction of the podcast. Let's talk about the team. Yeah, what's going on with this team, man? All right. So a lot of people are wondering, you know, what we are and, uh, and, and how we got there. So what Minneapolis City is, is a team that's dedicated to the fact that there's no post-college uh, season soccer for, at a high enough level for players that are, that are good enough to play at the Division I level and some of the players that play at the lower levels. Um, and including some people who have recently graduated from college who aren't quite ready to make the jump to uh, maybe a higher level professional rank, but need something that's of quality. So what I'm talking about is the fact that there's not a single dollar, Nate, for soccer scholarships in Minnesota at any level, Division One through NAIA through three. So, right. So if you want to if you want to play soccer and get paid for it by your school through. Tuition, you're going to Marquette, you're going to Bradley. Green, Green Bay. You're, yep. you're, you're leaving Minnesota and you're going elsewhere. So what we wanted to do was create an atmosphere and a team for players of a higher caliber to come back and play in the summer and see their families. Because if you think about the fact that these, these kids are leaving Minnesota and going to play in Florida and California, mom and dad aren't hopping on a plane and jet setting every every three days to go watch them play. It's just not feasible. So um, those fans or those parents have a, a, a chance to come back and watch their kids play for at least 12 games for the summer. That's pretty sweet. And all these kids are local grown. Local grown. So it's like, you know, they're hopefully going to have their neighborhood peeps come out. Right, right. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a party at every game. Right, exactly. And so that that's kind of the the backbone of what we started the started the team on. Um, but we built it off of the fact that we had started a successful men's club, uh, Stegman Soccer Club, which um, is purely adult amateur soccer. So we have five teams that range from the lowest level all the way up to the Division One most competitive level. So that team will actually um, it's called the Internationals. We merged with them this year. That'll actually be the reserve team for Minneapolis City SC. So what we can have now is players who want to get more games instead of one per week can now trickle down and play in the amateur ranks with any one of our teams. 
So that's basically kind of the 10,000 foot view of what the team is and how we started it. Um, the, the team was founded by myself, uh, as well as Dan Hodeman, who's our, um, our chairman, and Nick Sint, who is um, kind of a, a jack-of-all-trades from the back of the house. He, he's very good at the organizational side of, of running soccer. Um, it, he actually runs one of the uh, – he's the president of one of the, the amateur leagues in uh, – the recreational league in, in Minnesota. So um, the three of us together started Stegmans, and this was our opportunity for us to create that next level – um, on top of Stegman's. So you guys have been involved in amateur soccer in the city for a number of years then, just as the going founders on, of this. Going on seven, seven years, yeah. That's pretty, uh, that's dedication, man. It is. And there was a void for soccer for people who no longer had youth soccer in their life. And what we've done is we've, um, you know, we've, we've created an atmosphere for, for men's league teams, but now we have the ability for us to create this atmosphere for college players. Uh, which is something that is drastically needed in the state. Because we, we produce good talent, and we want to make sure we keep them here and we bring them back. Yeah, so we're so you're trying to bridge that gap kind of between what could what's going to end up happening at the Minnesota United MLS level and what's going on at the high school level. There needs to be something to keep people interested in soccer and kind of see our homegrown talent continue to develop. Throughout right. their college career, right. So, for example, you know, you look in. I'm I'm a Milwaukee guy. You go, you look at Milwaukee, and you see they have Marquette and UW Milwaukee, and they have the Milwaukee Cup every year, and it, it's a huge rivalry in college soccer. Thousands of fans turn out for that game. Whether you know you're either blue or you're black, depending upon which team you support. And the fact that the fact that uh, there there's that there's that gap there for uh, something that's post high school. Is, is really, you know, it, it draws a lot of attention and a lot of energy. It's, it's something that we, we think we can carry out throughout the summer. And that's pretty amazing that something like that happens there because otherwise Milwaukee pretty much sucks. <laughs> you know, I, I can't agree with you. <laughs> have you ever been to the Jazz Estate? <laughs> no, can't say I have. Uh, our Milwaukee fans listening, if there are any, um, we'll get that joke. Um, Anyways, moving on. Um, so let's talk about uh, who's who's r- driving the ship. Yeah, man. Who are these people that are going to be in charge of this team? Not you. Yeah, no, I am not in charge of this team. I am. Uh, I am just a founder. I'm wearing a fancy scarf, sitting in a luxury box at some high school in Minnesota. Is there a luxury box at uh, De La Salle High School soccer field or Minneapolis uh, South? I mean, there'll at least be some sort of scaffolding we can stand in. <laughs> As long as we're perched high above in a corner, so we can get a whole uh, vantage point, we'll we'll have something. Um, no, our uh, our staff is uh, is both decorated and dedicated. We have um, a technical director in the in the name by the name of Alan Merrick. If if you're a, a soccer fan in Minnesota, the guy is an absolute legend. Um, he's from Birmingham, England, and uh, he played late '60s through the early '70s for West Bromwich. Over 30 career appearances um, before he moved to Minnesota to play in the uh, the NASL. So yes, he did play against Pele. If, he, for those of you who have no idea what the NASL is, he Pele, played for the Kicks, right? Yeah, he played for the Kicks. Over uh, 100 matches for the Kicks. Great cereal. It is. It is. And uh, to this day, he still owns the brand Minnesota Kicks. What? So like he could just fire it up whenever he felt like it. Yeah, he could he could press play and we'd have the Minnesota Kicks again. Nice. Uh, but Alan is is uh, a seasoned veteran. He's tried this level of soccer, uh, you know, a lower tier level of soccer from a, 
a management standpoint and, and starting a team. So we really look to him for, for guidance and to make sure that we're not doing any stupid crap. Uh, he, he will listen to us, but he will also give us uh, complete uh, you know, autonomy to what worked and what didn't work when, when he tried this. So he's, he's a great advisor. Um, he's got the soccer pedigree after his playing days. You know, he, he donned the famous tracksuit and, uh, and marauded the sidelines for uh, coaching multiple teams in the professional ranks. And, um, and most recently, the University of Minnesota men's club team. So he's, he's kind of trying to, already trying to bridge that gap between high school and, and professional ranks by, um, you know, by working with the, the Minnesota club team. Here. He was a manager for the Strikers. Manager for the Strikers. That's yep. the first place I ever remember seeing grown men swearing as loud as they could and flip just middle fingers in the air. I was probably like five years old and my dad was just horrified. And I'm going to go to a soccer game again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And there, a fan was born. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Alan, Alan's great. Um, he really uh, he provides a perspective that the rest of uh, the staff and the founders don't have. Um, and for that, we appreciate it. Um, and we're, we're really glad to have Alan on, on staff. Um, the next is our head coach, Keith Kicker. No way. Yes. <laughs> yep, Keith Kicker. <laughs> you can't write a script any better <laughs> that our coach's name is Kicker. Um, Keith comes from the University of Louisville uh, for his playing days. He was a member of the Twin Cities Tornado in the PDL League back in the day. That was uh, Minnesota Stars. Uh, Stars or Thunder? I don't know. I wasn't living here yet. But one of the two, uh, it was the Minnesota Professional Team's uh, reserve squad. Um, so he does have a, a level of experience as well um, as Allen in that level below professional um, top professional soccer in the U.S. So um, we're really drawing off of Keith's experience there. He also he coached out in uh, in Southern California for a few years. Um, he spent time in the financial services uh, community from a work perspective. So he he brings both a professional as well as a uh, sporting side to being a, a head coach. Um, and we met Keith through the fact uh, through fancy. Our- we, we met Keith through the uh, partnership with the internationals for our amateur side. So he was coaching the Division I uh, amateur team that we, we combined with, uh, with Stegmans and uh, really wanted to take on the role of, of being this, this, uh, the leader of the team this year and, and so far has done a, a, an incredible job of being both the, the coaching director for Stegmans as well as uh, working with the players that we're going to be bringing in and doing the recruiting for, for Minneapolis City. So, Mr. Kicker, hats off to you, sir. Um, our associate head coach is Jeremy Ivaskovic. Uh, on paper, unless you know what his last name is, you can't pronounce it because there's a lot of letters in there. Um, but Jeremy comes to us via Clemson, where he uh, graduated in 99, played in the, in the, the powerful conference uh, with a lot of players that are, are now either retiring or still hanging on to the U.S. national system. So, uh, so he, he played against some very top talent when he was in college, but currently is the, the head coach of Bethel University. So he, he truly is a professional coach. Um, it, it's his job outside of being a teacher at the university. So um, the X's and O's of, of being a coach um, and, and supporting Keith, uh, we really have, have an expert there uh, at, at his side. And, you know, if Keith ever blows off the rails and gets red carded, we got, uh, we, 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 got a, we got a professional coach that'll just step right in behind him. So we've, it sounds like we've got a lot of guys that have had some experience, if not 
playing for, at least playing against some of the top talent, uh, including yourself. Now you used to. Now you have a unspoken rivalry with Kyle Beckerman. Oh yeah, he and I don't. <laughs> he and I are oil and vinegar. Uh, we don't get along. But enough about me. Thanks. Enough about me. I'm just saying. There's, I mean, you know, all these years, uh, all this experience, and we're gonna maybe some. Some nemeses might roll into town, right? If I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna take a take a side path here, I, I really do believe we can find a better central midfielder in the country of the United <laughs> States than Kyle Beckerman. I, I'll just leave it at that. Um, but to your point, yes, uh, the members of the club and the leadership have all played at a higher level. So players that are coming back, uh, you know, from these universities, uh, they, there's there's no drop in in the leadership. They'll be taking care of them for the summer whether it's training or it's health and fitness or it's just leadership or someone to talk to about the landscape of soccer in the United States, it's, it's really there. Um, but in addition to our, um, some of our, our, our coaching staff, um, Adam Pribble, he is a, uh, an alumni of St. John's University or St. John's College in Minnesota, and he was a starting goal- goalkeeper there for four years, and he's also involved with in, in the athletic direction over at De La Salle High School. So uh, he will be working with our goalkeepers this season. So that rounds out the staff. I, I, I don't know about you, Nate, but I feel like outside of all the other teams in the league, I think we, we may have a, a, an upper edge on, on everybody with, with those fellas. It sounds like it. Uh, but what about the players, John? Oh, great segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we work well together. <laughs> um, the players. So... We talked about the fact that we are a home for college college players, but what you know what does that mean? Um, we've signed, I believe, eight college players between the Division One and Two ranks, um, and I believe maybe one from Divi- uh, the NAIA division, um, which uh, which we'll get to in in a little bit. But uh, we are. We are currently in the process of having a, um, an invitational-only tryout. That invitational-only tryout was uh, was brought to uh, together by the fact that we we're working with the schools in the MIAC, which is mm. the the Division Three conference within Minnesota. So a lot of great talent in Division Three level here. Uh, a lot of guys who wanted to stay home and not go go outside of the state and play. Uh, mainly for maybe academic reasons. Maybe McAllister had a program that they wanted to go in for academia versus going to play soccer in Milwaukee. So a lot of the players that, uh, that we're looking at right now, outside of the ones that we have signed, are, um, are kind of going through a, a little bit of a combine. We've had two sessions so far. Um, I, I've been out to both of them. They, uh, they've been tough. There's been some good talent out there. I know, you know, from the coaching staff perspective, they feel comfortable with the, the the team that we could put out with just the players that were out there, not even talking about the guys that are coming back. So a mix of those uh, those college players uh, with some veteran leadership. And when I mean veteran leadership, we're talking about players who uh, who maybe recently graduated college or were a couple years outside of college. And they're still looking for a club. Still looking for a club, still in shape. Very talented. Uh, they 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 provide that you know the backbone for a team that maybe have will have younger players. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a uh, you, you have someone they can look up to versus just the coaching staff. So that's kind of the mm-hmm. makeup of the team right now. Uh, we will be getting into next week the player signings that I had mentioned. So stay tuned. So when you say you sign these guys, is that they're just committing to play for for Minneapolis City throughout the summer? There's obviously no 
no money involved, or is there, there a stipend? There cannot be money involved because of the pure fact that players are uh, NC. They're still NCA eligible. Oh yeah. So they can't get paid. So uh, we can we can offer them some gear. We can uh, we can work with them. But our league, which uh, is another great segue, I'm glad yeah. you teed that one up. Uh, the Premier League of America. Uh, you formerly the Great Lakes Premier League. Uh, you know I don't want to knock the league we're in, but Great Lakes Premier League sounds a little bit better than the Premier League of America. Sounds grander. Considering the fact that all the teams are relatively close to the Great Lakes. So uh, maybe a, a shift in a few years. But um, the Great Lakes Premier League uh, you know, allows us to uh, follow all NCAA uh, guidelines. Mm-hmm. So we, we have no problems there. So uh, any coaches out there who are listening, your players will be taken care of to make sure that we're following all the guidelines possible to make sure that their, their eligibility is never a concern. So when we're talking about leagues here, it's really just a regional organization of soccer teams that are that play each other, right? It's not a matter of it's not like we're talking about uh, France or England, where you've got League Two, League One, Champions League, where there's because let's face it, like America has no relegation system. It's probably the greatest travesty of American soccer. But that's for a different that's <laughs> for a different really show. Feel. That's for a different show. <laughs> so without any relegation, it's just a matter of these kind of leagues that are organizations of regional teams, or how are they? How do they interact? There's a couple different tiers uh, to U.S. soccer, obviously. So you have the MLS, and you have the leagues that fall underneath it. Like yep, said, so like we, the, we don't... the United play in, what, NASL? Yep, NASL. Um, there's the PDL, there's the MPSL, and then there's there's leagues like ours, which are about the third and a half or fourth year fourth tier in um, in U.S. soccer. So um, the Great Lakes Premier League, the, the nice part about it for us is there hasn't been a rivalry with Wisconsin it, since the fact that the Minnesota Stars and the Thunder played against the Milwaukee Rams page and it was a big rivalry so now with us playing in more of a regional league we have not only our uh, our rivalry with wisconsin but we have rivalry with other minnesota teams so the travel costs are low the league focuses on a division uh, east and a west coast division that uh, affords people easy travel so keeping costs low and easy travel means that um you know the fans can go with you versus having to hop on a plane to buffalo because no one ever wants to go to Buffalo. Marshawn Lynch didn't even want to go to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's kids, right? So what are you going to you know, make them sit on a bus forever and waste a good chunk of their summer traveling when they could just be playing? Right, or who's going to pay for the fact that we don't have plane fare? Right. right? Well, yeah, <laughs> back and forth. So our costs are going to be put back into the team versus the travel costs and things along those lines. We will still obviously pay for travel to get to the likes of Milwaukee and Madison, but we don't have to go as far. And the, the league tournament uh, will be in, in Toledo at the end of the season. Uh, where beautiful. Yeah, beautiful Toledo. Toledo's <laughs> beautiful in the summer. So I've heard. Interesting smells. Uh, but uh, the, the PLA consists of two divisions. The We're in the West Coast uh, division, but the East Coast division is made up of teams from uh, Ohio, like I mentioned, Toledo FC. Uh, Michigan, where seems to be outside of uh, Wisconsin, the, the state that has the most teams. So you have Ole SC, Carpathia FC, and Oakland County FC. And uh, from Carpathia is where the bad guy from Ghostbusters 2 is from, right? Yes. Oh. You are correct. Dangerous team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look out for those guys. We won't see them until the tournament. So we're, <laughs> okay, we're good. Fine. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Uh, then there's the Aurora Borealis SC out of Illinois. Uh, I know you're Aurora, from, Illinois. Yeah, the, yes. <laughs> they win the uh, they win the award for most creative uh, naming convention, I think. Uh, but they uh, they're a brand new team, uh, much like us. And then there's RWB Adria, who was the 
They're the defending league champions, uh, the Croatian powerhouse from Chicago. Now, do you have to be a Croatian in order to be in that team? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I've played against them before back in the day, and those guys are 100% Croatian. It's like the the toughest Croatian neighborhood in Chicago. Bands together to form an amateur. I I can see the movie. (laughs) They are are no joke. They're going to kick you. They're going to claw your eyes out. And then they're going to beat you on the field. And those guys are good at soccer, which is the reason why they won the first uh, the first ever championship. So that makes up the division that we could care less about until the playoffs. Um, our division that we need to care about uh, is can is you know it's it's brought together by like I said a lot of Wisconsin. So you have uh, closest to us being uh, the Madison Fifty Sixers that are right across the border, uh, a perennial. Uh, you know, league power in MPSL and the PDL now moving into our league, and they should be uh, fairly dangerous. They're they're a good squad. Uh, then you you go into Milwaukee and you have uh, the Milwaukee Croatian Eagles, which are a what few, are few yeah two. more Croatians <laughs> yes yes this league is not short on Croats <laughs> wow yeah I know I know uh, so the the Croatian Eagles are uh, I think they're two years fresh off of being the uh, U.S. amateur champions. For uh, in the men's the men's open division, so they're they're a tough squad, and and I'd be hard pressed to say that uh, there probably will be a lot of members of the Milwaukee uh, Wave indoor team that are making the transition to outdoor uh, to be on that squad, and then you round out with the Milwaukee Bavarians, which is a, a club close to me as I am a, a former Bavarian, so I, I want nothing more than to uh, give them support outside of two games a year when I hope we we trounce them. And, and bring them to submission uh, on the pitch. But uh, the Bavarians, a perennial powerhouse, started in 1929, uh, a, a quality club. Uh, they are going to be a, a team to reckon with. I think uh, I think it's three national championships they have, and uh, they're 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 a tough squad. So you're sharing that picture. It was like a roster picture of the B- Bavarians from the 1930s or something. And was there a bizworm on that? There was. My uncle Hans. Uncle Hans uncle playing Hans. for the Bavarians. Yep. So, uh, so you know, there will be. There's uh, every one, every male that's played soccer in my family uh, at some point has played for the Bavarians. So traitor. I, I know. Well, that was before this was even started. So yeah. So that was seven years ago. Right. Yep. So, the world keeps turning, uh, John. And then there's another team that's uh, that's that's closer to us that you know people could really care less about. Uh, that's Minnesota United Reserves. So everyone's <laughs> fa- focusing their attention on the on uh, the future MLS team, but they do have a reserve squad. So that will be our uh, our crosstown rivalry that uh, that we'll have there. No idea what the makeup of their team is. Uh, I do know that they don't uh, they they don't ever focus on signing college players. So. Um, there's, you know, there's that. We'll, we're we're going to be able to, to pull from the, the cream it, of the crop. So it's their talent. It's their talent farm of like random internationals that they've convinced to move to Minnesota and fight for a roster spot. Correct. Nice. Correct. So, um, so that rounds out the league. So you know, um, there's there's a lot to go on, and we'll cover a lot. We'll you know we'll preview each team once we we get closer to the season. Um, as we get closer to playing them. But uh, that, in a nutshell, uh, probably a little more long-winded than we wanted, uh, but it is the first time we're explaining this to some folks, um, is our team, uh, our leadership, and the, and the league we play in. Well, and if you're just coming blind into this, into this uh, fandom of Minneapolis City, you kind of need to, need to at least have a, a good grounding of what's going on and who they're going to be playing. Right. Um, everything's new, right? From Everything from the, the kits to the, to the logo... To uh, to everything, it's all brand new this this year. Correct. I mean, 
outside of, the, of reading our Wikipedia page, I mean, you need to know. <laughs> Someone needs to tell you what's going on. But you're correct. We, uh, we have a new identity. We, uh, we are from scratch. You say identity like you're an advertising executive. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to build this. Uh, we had to build this, you know, from the ground up, and that includes what is what does Minneapolis City look like when it takes the field? What's it look like, uh, you know, in the digital space, as you would say? And uh, that includes a logo, and it seems like it hasn't been as well received as we had hoped. I like I like it. I think it's a nice change. It's different. It's it really different. It's different. And you know, it's it's the people's logo. Well, uh, I'm gonna introduce Trent. Uh, my man Trent Edwards here is the guy that designed the Minneapolis City logo and a lot of the vitriol directed towards Minneapolis City and its logo choice has really hit him hard. But we we're gonna give him a chance to kind of fight back and read, you know, do some mean tweet reading. And uh, maybe respond to some of his harshest critics. So, Trent, how you doing? Yeah, welcome, I'm, Trent. I'm great, guys. It's it's been a tough couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, I'm, uh, you're hanging in start, there. Starting to pick myself up and mm-hmm. dust off, you know, the old shoulders. Um, yes. You know, contrary to popular belief on Twitter, I, I have in fact designed a logo before. Uh, this was not my my first exercise in this. It wasn't um, your first rodeo. Not no no many rodeos. <laughs> almost like it's many, your, almost like it's your job. As if as if it were something that I did professionally. Wow, yeah. uh, incredible. People pay you to People do pay, this. Yeah yeah. Um, and and you know we uh, we wanted to do something really nice for for this, and we wanted to do something non traditional, and and so there's certainly from my perspective, uh, it's no surprise that there's. Uh, been some controversial remarks around the logo. Soccer is a <clears throat> is a game with a deep heritage and uh, a lot of non-creative followers. And you know, <laughs> if, if they can't look outside of their very small, tiny little boxes and, um, and see a their see a bigger world, right? And they mm-hmm. climb out from under the bridge every now and then and and, and envision a world of possibilities. Uh, you know, well. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> well, who are some of these people, and what, what have they been saying, Trent? Um, well, there's there are a few specifically here that you know I, I took some time to, to jot down uh, be- before we met here tonight. Um, a, a guy named Spencer Ho simply suggested that I try harder with about ten R's, Whoa. which I think was maybe his demonstration of what it means to try harder. <laughs> It's using emphatically a keyboard with a, yeah. try harder <laughs> r repeated yeah. yes yeah and, and, you know he was really trying at that r and he really nailed it maybe he just fell asleep I, he could have stroked out you know there's there are a lot yeah. of things here yeah. i don't want to jump to too many conclusions in case it's serious but rage, uh, rage you know stroke. it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> we hope he's okay <laughs> sorta yeah mm-hmm. sort spencer you know our, our hearts and prayers are do you have his do you have a, happen to have his twitter handle it, we can yeah it's uh, just at spencer ho and that's ho h a u g h not h o <laughs> as i had expected okay all right well, uh, are there any others yeah there's a few others uh at Amy Fee Gardner uh, said, I think I'd rather have a traditional Euro-style design if this is the only alternative. Well, Amy, of course this isn't the only alternative. There are a world of possibilities. You really, like, come on. What? What? This is the alternative this is that you're who, getting. She, as if she analyzes soccer logos for a living. Well, I prefer the Euro-style design, but I can see where... Uh, there's some Italian influence that I would really prefer over Brazilian. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, famous design historian, specifically soccer. Uh, Amy, 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 Amy Gardner, Amy soccer Garner. logo historian. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, Maybe we should hire her for the next logo. We yeah, do. yeah. You know, I I, I would love uh, for her to you know just bring bring some of that historical context and really you know show me how it's done. Um, that Mister at MN Nice FC said something that was you know not so nice. Uh, said, "Is this real? I hope it's not. You know, not so mean, not so nice. You know, I from." At MN Nice, I expected something a little more passive aggressive. Like, passive you know, like something. Yeah. Well, it's well, it's real, buddy, and uh, yeah. so welcome to your nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe your Twitter handle should be at passive aggressive FC. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, you know the the really the icing on the cake is uh, at Ferg tweets who just totally committed to his level of anger and hatred <laughs> and. Uh, Said that is complete and utter crap, and whoever designed this should be caned. Which <laughs> really, oh, oh yeah, he just oh, really. Yeah, I thought know. it was canned. No, that, that's, that, that so bad. was no, no. He, <laughs> no, no, he, he said right, canned. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it, really oh, aggressive. Uh, yeah, took I mean, it to a place that I personally didn't feel like it needed I mean, to go. Sir, that that punishment's been outlawed in the states for quite a few years. Yeah, not really fitting of the crime. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I think. I think. It goes to show that people have opinions about something that has absolutely nothing to do with them on any level. Right. Like the strongest opinions about a soccer team that is in its infancy. You know, I have some pretty strong opinions on how to install a water heater. You know, <laughs> go on Twitter yeah. bashing Joe the plumber, <laughs> you know. Well, I think, uh, you know, hopefully people come around. But, what you know, if they don't, feel free to continue to tweet. Yeah, or, please. Or send us an email at mnsccpodcast at gmail.com, and uh, we will pass along to, uh, to Trent. And I think you've said the it. different email address three times. I probably have. <laughs> it's m- <laughs> mcscpodcast at gmail.com. Is yeah. our... well, we'll get it. We'll get, we'll get, there. We'll get there. Send it to all of the emails. Yeah. And, uh, and one of them will stick. So. A lot of redirects. <laughs> um, but before we, uh, we put the logo to, to bed, Trent, why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what your process was to get there before these people tore apart your hard-earned, uh, you know, your hard work. Yeah, you know, well... John, interesting, you should ask. Um, This whole process started when, in fact, you, Dan, and I sat down to just talk about about the club and and what you guys were doing um, and the the member-owned model um, and the thought that this would really be something that was grassroots and different and, and stood out. And so, you know, that was, that was where it started. That's where, you know, from that, taking that model and, and thinking, you know, this really needs to be something that's different. It needs to, it needs to not feel like every other soccer logo. It needs to not feel like, uh, something with, with rich heritage, but something that is been formed more from a groundswell and is, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, supported by the members. And, and so we really very intentionally went with something that, that felt sort of grassroots, that felt sort of, uh, you know, uh, almost amateur. It's professionally amateur, folks. Um, and so that was, uh, that was kind of where it started. And, and as we see this evolve over the course of the season, we're, you know, we're going to start to see 
what that looks like on kits, and we've already seen the concepts, and, and we're going to stay really close to that and how that looks on scarves and, and even how it starts to look on posters and things like that. And we're, we really wanna, wanted to create a, a mark that intentionally stepped back so we could work with various you know, designers and illustrators and, and people like that from the Twin Cities to create some of these promotional materials and, and really have all of the work feel like it's you know, community, community form just like the club. I mean, well, I couldn't really say it any better than that. Yeah, I mean, I hope you feel bad for yourselves, people who told Trent his design wasn't nice. Yeah. Say what you will about the logo. It's, it's not ever going to be as bad as the logo for Columbus Crew. Oh, yeah. Just three what? dudes in hard hats. <laughs> just, 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 just not the pale. No, yeah, not no. what I want to buy. Right. Uh, not what I want to have on my scarf. Right, you know, and... Uh, to, to Trent's point, we didn't want to put a bird on it. We didn't want to have a dragon or some sort of coat of arms. We wanted to create something from, from scratch, and, and that's, what, uh, that's what we did. This isn't some sort of feudal society yeah, here where everyone of, needs a coat of arms. Yeah, a talisman for yeah. some house in Lord of, the, Lord, of, uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Flies, I think. Or Lord of the Flies, <laughs> okay. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanted more Lord yeah. of the Flies, <laughs> less Lord of the Rings. That's, right. That's exactly right, John. Yep. Yeah, come on, people, evolve. Here. But it's, I think uh, I think the key takeaway is this logo looks really cool on hats. It looks it looks merchandise. Awesome yeah. on hats. Merch, and merch, merch. Scarves <laughs> and merch. Yeah. And coming you know, soon. Take take to the internet, folks. Place your orders. Uh, email us at at mnfcsdg mcsc podcast mcsc podcast at gmail.com or you can go to wrong with you people am I the only professional in this room yes you are yes indeed that's why you were brought on because we need much like Alan who's taking control of our technical direction you are our podcast direction being a professional but if you have any questions about things or you want to learn more about the club you can always go to mplscitysc.com where our shop will be overflowing with merchandise that Trent will design and you will buy and you will like it. It's an abodanza. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Trent, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having a, a, you know, a rock solid jaw for all those haymakers you took. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, it's been tough. But, uh, but, but you know what? Those this, guys? The swelling's going down. and yeah. uh, Well, bag of peas yeah, on there. Yes, absolutely. Frozen peas bag on there. Of, just, no, warm. Lukewarm. <laughs> Nothing mushy, mushy bag of peas. Yep. That's that's what their opinions mean. That's There's a b- bunch of b- mushy bag of peas. Uh, but thank you very much for all your hard work. Thank you for coming on. Um, you know, I, I, I believe that uh, by the end of the year, we'll, we'll bring you back. And you'll be like, oh, man, look how many shirt designs I saw on the streets. Look so, how many hat designs I so saw in the crowd. So many shirts, people. So yeah, many shirts. Yeah. Look how many scarves were waving with my... I design them. So dozens, dozens, yeah, <laughs> dozens. yeah. literally well, dozens. At least, uh, <laughs> at least seventy because that's how many members signed oh, up. Oh, so good, far. So, we got that. So, <laughs> yeah, so so people will have the scarves. Um, so um, thank you very much again. Yeah. We're, we're we're glad you came on. I, I know we're running a little bit over, so we're gonna kind of kind of jump through things here. Um, the week ahead and and what's going on with the team, uh, the comings and goings of the organization. Um, I'd mentioned earlier on Nate that, that we're finishing up the open invitational combine, um, or sorry, the invitational combine. But we're going to be moving into an open combine, and what that means is that anyone who feels that they have the skills to uh, try out for the team may do so. Uh, the dates are March 13th and March 20th, 
Registration is limited, so uh, please make sure that when I get the URL correct at the end of this statement, um, that you're going on if you're interested and you're, uh, you're signing up. Uh, but March 13th and 20th, uh, from 7.30 to 10.30 p.m., please arrive 30 minutes early to complete the registration. Cost is $50, includes a free t-shirt, which has a Trent uh, design on it. It's a great uh, t-shirt, folks. It's a great t-shirt. You'll either get a black one or a white one, depending upon uh, how teams are, uh, are divided up. And the location is the Alchemy Sports Complex, two, uh, 2465 Wyzetta Boulevard in, in uh, Long Lake, Minnesota. And like we said, it's $50 per person. If you want to sign up, please go to mplscitysc.com and click on the tryout tab in the main navigation, and you can sign up there. Well, I mean, that would be, that would be something for anyone that really is about to graduate high school, right? Anyone. And anyone that's any, anyone. really literally anyone? It could really it could be the it could be anyone. Okay. If you're willing to pay the $50 entry fee, we will have you <laughs> out there. We will give you a look. <laughs> All right. Well, sweet. Think of it uh, what's that movie with Mark Wahlberg where he plays for the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh god. Shooter. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 not, not, not shooter. Not, not shooter. <laughs> huh. Uh, you know, he plays for the Eagles. Yeah, uh, not the replacements. No, but close to that. No, uh, the longest yard. No, no, no not Blindside. Blindside. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Blindside? I'm pretty sure it's not Blindside. <laughs> but you know what we're talking about. He goes to the Philadelphia Eagles tryout, ends up making the team, and you know, he, I believe Disney. The Riley Cooper story. Disney did some stuff, and then he scored a touchdown. Yeah. So uh, that could be you, folks. If you're interested in playing, please come out. Please, uh, you know, we will absolutely take it seriously. Uh, anyone, anyone is invited. Go online and check it out. Yeah, I won't be there, so it'll be serious. Uh, but next week, I mean, we're going to be doing this podcast every week up, up to and through the season. Next week, we definitely want to talk about the player signings. I think we've got a lot of a lot of young guys that are that are excited to to hit the hit the field, and we're going to interview someone. Right? Yeah, we're, we don't know who it is yet. We're going to interview someone. Yep. I mean, there's a number of. People, one of them with a British accent that we might be able to interview, um, or, or John's dad. Yeah, who have a German accent. German accent. Yeah. Hey, I think <laughs> if, if we can get a guy with an accent, the, we're set. Um, yeah, and, we're and not Trent pretending to have an accent, right. just because you know, he, he's in close proximity to the microphone. Um, but uh, as we close out here, a few last words. Thank you so much for putting up with us for longer than we said we would. We will trim things down. We will get better at this. Uh, thank you again for Trent coming out. Another shout-out to Summit Brewery, uh, our official craft brew sponsor of the People's Pitch podcast, the official podcast of Minneapolis City SC. We're going to leave you with a song by a local band, Go Get Them Tiger. They do our theme song, our opening song. And they're just killing it on the Minneapolis scene, fronted by Paul Shanfeld, who is a current member of the Segment Soccer Club. I have been Nate. This has been John. I am John. Thank you very much for being with us. Uh, Enjoy the music.